guys, it's Nate, and it's time for another Bite Sized. And this Bite Sized, I'm actually going to be talking about a game that I played and beaten uh, in the not too recent, uh, not too far removed uh, past here, rather. Um, within the last like month or so, I well, with within the last couple of weeks, I managed to sit down and carve out some time to play through a game called Inscription. Now. Part of this is, and part of the challenge of this bite-sized is really, I'm going to take, I'm going to try and talk about the game in as non-spoilery kind of a way as as possible, because so much of the game, this this game actually reminds me a lot of uh, Doki Doki Literature Club, in the sense that there's a lot of kind of interesting hooks and turns that make this game in some ways a little bit more than it actually is um on its surface it's a it's a deck building roguelike but it becomes something so much more than that while at the same time staying kind of just like a deck building roguelike and it's it, it's kind of like it's like that sounds like a completely nonsensical statement and i get it but i thought you know what might be helpful is just pulling up uh i did want to just point out a few things about this like i didn't i i think i only heard about this game last year and i remember picking it up last year but um it's apparently been out it was originally released in um i'm, I'm pulling this from from wikipedia so it's you know but it was originally released uh, for, so originally Windows in October of 2021. That's when it originally came out. And it's actually an offshoot um, or sort of a further development of a game called Sacrifices Must Be Made, which was a much shorter game de developed by um, Daniel Mullins. I'm, yes, Daniel Mullins. Uh, he was the developer, uh, director, you know, uh, for for the for that game and that was part of a game jam game uh, it was released on itch.io and a lot of people were checking it out and they were like hey this is really cool and he actually sort of took the idea in sacrifices must be made and really kind of fleshed that out in inscription and what's what's kind of interesting is like so we're, one of the reasons I played it was because it has like some spooky vibes. And I would say, especially in the first act, um, because this, this game, you know, I know this is like a very mild spoilers, but this game has several acts. And in the first act, that sort of like horror or at least spooky vibes is like super present. Um, and a lot of it is like sort of atmosphere. And there's there's a little bit of like almost grotesqueness at times, but it's not sort of this visual it's it's well no some of it kind of is a little bit but it's not super over the top or it's not done in a way that it doesn't make sense or isn't coherent it doesn't feel pointless right that the the sort of the the again and the grotesqueries that sort of occur in this game they aren't meaningless it's not just like torture porn like something like like the saw movies are gross there there are a few really kind of like gross bits and they make you uncomfortable and i think they're supposed to make you uncomfortable but they they kind of there's a coherent sort of narrative reason that makes sense within the 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 context of that first 
act, right? And what I would say is after you get out of the first act, the game changes in some ways very significantly, but then in other ways, not at all. And there's, there isn't a, another sort of underlying element story part of the game that is pretty off-putting, not in the same way. And again, it's it's so hard to sort of pin this game down because it's it's one of those things where I don't want to talk about it too much. I can't revo- reveal any real plot points, but like this is very much kind of a should play with heavy caveats. Like this game is definitely not for anybody. There's um especially in that first act, there's a lot of like really kind of like intense moments. Um and it's a roguelike, and so it doesn't shy away from you yeah, like you die, and when you die in the game, like it's not—it's not even like super visceral, but it—it it has like a weight, and it's kind—it's of, very off-putting. It's not not like gross-out, disgusting, like body horror or anything like that. Um, but it is very unsettling, and so even in the first act, and I'll talk a little bit about the first act because I think that's that's really kind of it does set the tone for so much of the game. You're in this cabin and you're playing this card game against this, this guy who is not named uh, for the vast majority of the game. You're playing this card game uh, across the, the table from this guy. And he's sort of telling these stories. He like unrolls these maps and you go through these encounters and you make some choices and your primary means of sort of interacting with the game is through a deck. Um, of cards that you you accumulate them and it's it's a roguelite so you accumulate a certain amount of cards each run and sometimes you get better pulls and you get the better cards sort of off the crack and everything else um so there's there's that and that loop is that loop in and of itself is based off of that sacrifices must be made and it's incredibly satisfying it's very very good um but there's also this element where you can sort of get up and you can explore the little cabin, one room cabin that you're in with this, this other person. And there are some puzzles in there to be solved that, you know, unlock extra things, give you additional cards, give you additional resources, et cetera. And so there's kind of all of that stuff going on. Um, and then you, you get, like I said, when you get to the second act, the game changes in a, a fairly substantial way. Um, and then it changes again once you get into third act. And in a way, like this game kind of reminds me of, I, I don't know uh, if you listeners, or I'm, I'm assuming some of you have seen the movie Full Metal Jacket. And uh, in a lot of ways, I, I remember sort of in conversations that I've had with my friends is that that's one movie, but it, it and it's split into two like major sort of acts. And each one of those acts kind of feels like it's a full-fledged thing by itself. But put together, they they form this this larger picture. And there's a little bit of like disjointedness and a little bit of like it doesn't quite line up or sort of mesh together the way that you want. But it they do belong together. But there there's a little bit of like dissonance, so to speak. Um, just and that's again that's that's sort of a maybe uh, that's 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 a personal opinion. You know, it's, but it's, it, inscription reminds me a lot of that is that in each one of these three acts, the gameplay is at its core the same, but it sort of does these like major shifts and it's just very, very interesting. Like this, this game is like 100% 
Nate bait. Like I would, if, if you get into, if you check this game out, right. And you're sort of getting into it and you're really enjoying the, the first act, the first half, because I think that part is enjoyable. Like, again, it's, it's got the spooky vibes. It's sort of got an interesting narrative, meta narrative thing going on that again, reminds me of Doki Doki literature club in the, in the sense that like, it is not like what's on the surface the minute you start pushing through and peeling back some of the layers. Now it doesn't do like the weird breaking the fourth wall thing that Doki Doki literature club does. Um, but it is kind of similar in the, the fact that there are some like weird kind of elements that it's, it's just so hard to talk about. Like, and it's, it, it feels like a bit of a fool's errand to talk about this, but it's, I think it's just, it's really one of those games that I think if you're looking for something sort of interesting and kind of like throwing off some spooky vibes, this is totally worth a playthrough. It's, it's just, especially that first act. And I mean, like the, the mood and, and I think, like I said, I I've read some things about it and I've, I've, the, the, the second two acts feel a little bit disjointed. They feel a little bit off, but I'm going to tell you what, I enjoyed my time with both of those as well um, because they are, it's, it's just sort of like you're approaching the same game structure from three, in some ways, not, not blatantly different, but like three significantly different angles and perspectives. And it's immensely sad. Like the, 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 the deck building gameplay loop is immensely satisfying, like through and through, like if you like sort of deck building card games, like it's pretty good. It's now it is definitely the difficulty is definitely sort of like up there in the beginning. Um, that, that first act is really, really tough. And once you crack that and you sort of move past that, there's a lot of things that sort of open up that sort of, you can play around a lot more with this the system and the, the deck building stuff. But like I said, it, it's just one of those games that I just think is so, so fascinating. And it's killing me because there's a part of me that really wants to like talk about it like full spoiler mode. And I just can't because I really actually, you know what I'm gonna do is I'm going to I'm I'm gonna just say like I've given you guys here like a good like 10 minutes. And if you like what I'm going to do is I, I am going to spoil it. So like, you know, if you do not want this spoiled, like you need to leave. I'm going to give you a, a couple of seconds here, but just turn it off. Go play the game. It'll take you maybe a week to get through the game. And I, I don't think it'll even take you that long to get through the game because I tend to be particularly slow. But, you know, and I think it took me like a week or two to, to, to sort of sit down and play through it. But if you're not going to play it, I'll, I'll spoil it for you. But if you're going to, if you even slightly interested in this game and you want to check it out, stop. Stop listening right now because from here on out, I'm going to talk about the weird craziness that is Inscription, okay? So this is it. Last warning. If it's spoiled, I, it, like if it gets spoiled for you and you get mad about it, I don't want to hear about it because I've given you plenty of warnings. So here we go. So here's the thing. 
uh, it's really even talking about it in a spoiler context is kind of hard because what the game does is you find out that that first act is actually sort of a weird hour. Like, and there's, there's so many things that sort of clue you in to this, like in hindsight that you're like, Oh, this makes sense. But when you actually start the game out, you start out and it, it won't let you start a new game. You have to continue. And so that seems weird. But what you're you're actually thrust in the middle of this sort of other person's play session, and what you're actually playing through this first act, and it's sort of at that point in time, like you beat the game and you kind of move on. And so what happens is when you beat that game, you beat that first act, right? You get through that, and when you at that point in time, you're able to start a new game. A sequence unlocks and it allows you to start a new game. And when you start a new game, it puts you into this sort of like old school 8-bit sort of like deck building game. And you're going through that. And that that's actually really, and again, that's where I said like the deck building aspect sort of like really sort of opens up. But so you, you can build decks and it's a really enjoyable little experience. And there's sort of like, you know, a bit of a, a story beat kind of get and getting through all of that. And there's some puzzle type stuff that I I've got to be, you know, full disclosure. I, at, at, at certain points, I just, I was like, I have no idea what they want me to do here. And so I just, I, I used a guide to get through some, some parts of, especially the second act. Um, what ends up happening though, is as you go through this game, this, uh, you sort of the and this part is so the actual inscription game uh, no it's all part of the inscription game and, and this is like the part is so when you're playing the sort of the the old school 8-bit pc version of this game there's a whole bunch of uh cinema like video sequences that sort of they they're sort of filmed from like basically a camcorder or a webcam type of feed. And there's like this sequence where you're introduced to this, this YouTuber um, in it, YouTuber. He's a collectible card game YouTuber called the lucky Carter um, or so, something like that. And, you know, it, there's a, a weird story that it's sort of, you know, there's a sequence that sort of takes you down this this pathway and you're sort of watching these videos and it's weird and it's it's at first it's like it's just kind of weird and kind of like uh this is just feels a little campy and stuff like that but so you watch these video sequences and then you as you start playing the game the the pc version of the game it sort of restarts the game for you and, and so you get in there and there's this whole sort of story behind this, like the, the story of this PC version of the, 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 or this, the second act version of inscription is that there are these four scribes that describe of beasts and there's a scribe of the dead and there's a scribe of magic and there's a scribe of technology or something. And each one of them sort of develop like has like basically there's like decks that you can build out of those those different types of cards and they each have different mechanics like so what you come to find out is that you were sort of playing through a version of the game with the scribe of beasts leshy 
And his whole, the whole mechanic is like, you have to sacrifice other animals to sort of like bring in the more powerful animals. And it's, it's a, it's like I said, it's a really compelling sort of gameplay loop. But then there's the scribe of the dead. Um, I can't remember what her name is, but you have to, gen there are cards that generate like these bones and you have to use those to summon other more powerful cards. And then there's the scribe of, uh, magic who uh his like his thing is all about like you have these three there's sort of like these three sources and as long as you're playing like one of those three gems you can only play cards with the corresponding gem etc it's that system is kind of weird and then there's the the scribe of technology um poe and that's there's a whole like energy sort of system that they they build that, that comes with his deck um and the thing is in that that sort of in the second act you can mix and and match and kind of like create some really interesting decks there's also a few things that you can go and do in there um you can create an absolutely broken card that will pretty much if you you take the time to sort of build this out it will help you immensely uh not only with the second act, but the third act as well. But what goes is, so you, you go through, and basically in order to beat the game, you have to beat each one of these scribes, these three or these four scribes. And then you, you're going to take the place of one of them. And so you get through this, and when you get through the second act, something happens, and it kicks you into another version comparable to what you were playing the, so the third act, instead of, and it's always the same character, um, but the third act, the first act, you were playing against Leshy, and you you had to use basically his deck, and it was very sort of about the the feel and the environment, and like the it was more like tonally, like really kind of vibing. But when this you you're beating the the second act, Poe, the scribe of technology, kind of swoops in. And he creates the circumstances. So now that you're you're doing basically what you did with Leshy, but now you're playing with Poe, and where Poe is all about like the perfect gameplay sequence, etc. Like it's very much about just like you know, kind of min-maxing your deck, right? And so you have to go through another sequence similar to the first one, like in the first act, but now it's in the third act, and it's freaking bonkers but you get through that and then the whole like the whole thing you get through this game and it turns out like this game is like basically some sort of like cursed game with some sort of weird sentient code um that has like something kind of off with it and it's just the whole thing is like it's so like if you if you've listened to me sort of talk about it up until this point me describing it does not do this game justice. It is so freaking cool. Like, I, I wish there was more to this game because, like, once it's done, it's like one of those things. Like, once the trick is done, once you're through the game, it's done. But I just, I, I really think this is it's something special. I think it's. Like I said, it's it's just such a worth play, like, worthwhile play. Uh, now, and again, being said, like I recognize that this game is not going to be for everybody, and there are some people who, frankly, probably shouldn't play this. I I would say, like the darker sort of like storytelling 
style in the 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 first in that first act like if if you're sensitive to to sort of just intense situations like and you know and again to sort of spoil some some of this like in the the first act like there's a tool that you can get where you can pull out your teeth to sort of like use to give yourself an advantage and you can like there's even you go a little bit further and you can actually like pop out an eyeball um i know that's super gross as well but then yeah it gets the the game gets weird and it's it's just that first act is really pretty heavy um but i think like just getting through it like it's one of those games that i'm so glad that you played it just for the 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 idea that it's just so interesting it's it's one of those things where it's like sometimes i want the game to just show me something i've never seen before and and just sort of show me a trick that catches me off guard that i actually say hey that's a cool trick thank you and this was totally one of those games um like I said, if you've listened all the way through and you, you've you sort of let it be spoiled for you, like, I'm sorry. Um, and you, like, yeah, but I, I warned you. I warned you. And like, like I said, even like me trying to describe the game doesn't do it justice. It's just, it's a very interesting game. I think it's totally worth a, a, a playthrough. And um, yeah, anyways, you know, guys, that's been it. This is a bite-sized, you know, until next time, do the things. I'll catch you later. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Backlog Breakdown. If you want to join in the conversation, you can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com or join our Facebook group, The Backlog Book Club, on Facebook. And on Twitter, our handle is at BBDownCast. Of course, you can also catch Nate and I on our social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and the GG app. I go by Broccolope, that's spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E, and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. Till next time, loggers, you keep beating down those backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits.